Hi, and welcome to Bloodsuckers, a podcast about the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. I'm Maddie. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. Thanks for listening to our 17th episode. Each week, we bring you news and theories about the upcoming book, Breaking Dawn, and the Twilight movie, as well as discussion and thoughts about the series so far. Avery and Janae were not able to cut paper snowflakes into a map of forks, so they will not be joining us this week. <laughs> you know, with our lack of artistic skills, you'd, you'd think that we'd be the losers. What are you talking about? I'm a professional or- artist. I'm not... You know, it well. just occurred to me, we're going to have to, like, change our intro at some point, because Breaking Dawn's not going to be an upcoming book for much longer. We reserved our books today! Yay! Hooray! This is actually the last week Breaking Dawn's going to be an upcoming book. Wow. Oh, we are going to start with listener emails. Katie sent us this. Hey, I was watching the new trailer and remember what y'all said about the car scene. I love people that say y'all. Me too. <laughs> thought I'd share. For anyway. I don't think it was James who jumped on the car. The person looks too muscular. I thought it was Emmett. And I was wondering, if you could get each book in the Twilight Saga from a different point of view than Bella's, who would you want it from? Example, I want to see New Moon from either Jacob's point of view or Edward's. Well, I think first of all, the Emmett part. Why would Emmett be jumping in the back of no, the car? No, it definitely was him, because like we got 12 emails that said that, and then I watched it again. And it's definitely not James. It's someone with, like, dark shaved hair, and it looked like Emmett. But we uh. think they made it look scarier than it was supposed to. I feel like they took that scene and put it in there, even though in reality it's just, like, Emmett jumping on there and then them going, like, geez, that scared me. Uh, I will. I apologize for messing up. So, if you guys could get the books from a different perspective, what would you want? Because hmm. I'll do Twilight first. I definitely say Twilight from Edwards. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I love the beginning of Midnight Sun. I know. So we all agree? Yeah. It wasn't just like his point of view, but because he could read other people's minds, it was like Mm -hmm. everybody else's too, except Bella. It was great. And just in general, like generally speaking, I don't know about each book, but I think I would really like the books, like all the books from Edwards' point of view, because... Um, Edward can read people's minds, so that would be really interesting to see. Or, I was thinking about it, Alice's point of view, because it would be really interesting to, like, be seeing shots of the future and then seeing how that changed. Yeah. It's almost like mind reading in the way you know what decisions people are going to make. True. Or would make, or have made. Yeah, have made. Do you guys agree with her about the new moon one, Jacob? Yeah, there's this thing on Stephanie's website that's, like, the series from Jacob's point of view. I think it's a nice break from, like, how Edward's all very eloquent and speaks intelligently. fancy talk. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jacob's just a teenager. Yeah. And he's just like, um, this is really cool, I suppose, and this really sucks, I suppose. No one says suppose. I say (laughs) suppose. What about for Eclipse? I think for Eclipse, I'd want someone obscure, like, um, like Rosalie or Jasper. I know Maddie wants Angela's. (laughs) Angela's point of view. Actually, another person's point of view I would like is, like, Carlisle. But then again, I don't think I would want that for the books that we know. I would want that for, like, prequel stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, his history's awesome. Callie sent us this email. Hey, girls. First, I wanted to tell you how amazing you guys are and that I love your show. Aw, thanks. Hooray! 
Anyway, Twilight is the first big series I've read and I totally fell in love and I've never been to a midnight release party. I totally want to go to see what it's all about, but I'm a little afraid, although I'll do anything to get my book. I'm a little shy when just meeting people, so I'm a little skeptical of whether we have to speak to the whole group or what. I'm just a little unsure of what to expect, so if you guys could let me know, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much. Go Team Edward. Team Edward, woot! Alright, <laughs> to preface this, the only one we've ever been to is the Harry Potter release parties. Yeah. So we're, we're speaking from that. But Okay, so I went in today to Borders and talked to them. So the first thing they said was that they're having the masquerade ball. So they're having costume party, like, contest. And there's going to be, like, a debate and discussion and a manhunt or something like that. So, oh, yeah, I don't really know. But when we went to Harry Potter, it was just like a bunch of fun stuff that you could do. You don't even have to do any of the things they set up. You can just chill with friends in a corner and wait for them to call your name for the... Or, not your name. I don't know if they're doing numbers, but just wait for them to call you up to get your book. So, you don't need to talk to anyone. You can go sit in a corner if you want. They're not going to ask anyone to speak individually unless you want to participate in the debate. Yeah. But you definitely don't have to be shy about talking to people because you already have something in common. Like, you all love this book series. And so it's not like, oh, why is this weird person talking to me? Like, you already are basically friends through the fandom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about the Twilight fandom, but the Harry Potter fandom, everyone was really friendly. Like, really friendly. Yeah. And it's easy to talk to people. And if you're, like, that shy, then it's a bookstore. <laughs> you could just go, like... Like Gail said, into a dark corner and read a book, but I wouldn't really suggest it. I think that um, the only thing to like look out for is if you are going without a friend or you're just going to go and talk to people, try to talk to people who are there obviously for the release and not just like there with friends to hang out at the borders. Because I know at Harry Potter, there are definitely people there who didn't get books, just they were just there to like annoy the fans. So that would be my only warning to you. <laughs> yeah, and when we went to the Harry Potter release party, there were people like handing out pamphlets telling us that Harry Potter was the devil and stuff and trying to get us saved. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen with Twilight, but that was exciting. Yeah, it, it's a fun, it'll be fun. It's nothing to be afraid of. Just go enjoy yourself. If you can go with friends, go with friends. It'll make it way more fun. But, yeah. And just technically speaking about the parties, you definitely want to pre-order your book because the people that pre-order are going to get it first. And I don't know if this is for every bookstore, but for Borders and for Barnes & Nobles at the Harry Potter party, what they do is you pre-order it and then at some time that day for borders it's going to be for our borders it's going to be nine o'clock that morning you can go pick up a wristband and it'll have a number or some sort of thing signifying when you're going to get your book and then that way at the end of the night they'll like call your wristband color or number or whatever up and then you can get in line for the book so definitely call your bookstore and find out how that's going to work because you don't want to be like the last person to get your book. Yeah, cause it, and I say also my other word of advice would be once you have your book, don't hang around, leave. And don't stand out like if you um if you're waiting to get picked up from a parent, wait inside, not outside because I know I was spoiled by standing outside waiting for a parent by people driving around just like being rude and yelling out what happens. So stay inside until your parent gets there, but don't stay and hang out. Like, call your parents when you first see that um, people are lining up for the books. And then, as soon as you have your book, just leave. 
Unless you want to be spoiled. I hope that helped you, Callie. So, Kira. Yay, Kira! Yay! Yay, Kira! You haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah, it's been a while since Kira emailed. Slacker? (laughs) Well, she said, Hey, guys, when Bella becomes a vampire, what do you think she'll want to do with her life? She's not that interested in going to college, although Edward insists on her getting a full education. Do you think he'll also insist on her living as she, if she were still human as in getting a job i mean tell me what you come up with i think that she's not going to get a job because he's ridiculously rich i say when she's a vampire the first few years are just going to be her working on her transformation and making sure she's safe and then once she's a vampire i think that the only reason bella doesn't want to go to college is because she wants to go she wants to be um turned into a vampire but then I'm sure once she turns, she'll go to college like Edward did a few times. Just do what the Colons are doing. Not much better to do during, like, foreverness. I mean, why not go to Harvard once or twice? Yeah. Or thrice. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, Bella already, like, insists on being completely independent and not being, like, any more in debt to Edward <laughs> than she already feels like she is. Oh, I wonder if she's a vampire, will that change? Because, like, now she's pretty and thinks she'll... Like, she'll deserve him? Or will she still want to be, like, financially independent? I think that once she's part of the family, it's going to be, like, everyone's money. And I don't think she'll be as, like, weird about it. I think that she'll, when their husband and wife kind of understand that what yours is mine rule. Yeah. And it's not like she's got to worry about ever them breaking up. Because I'm pretty sure that, like, as big of a deal as marriage is generally, once you're a vampire, it's forever. Yeah. No divorces in vampirism. Mo from Wisconsin sent us this email. Hey people, thanks for telling my cheesy joke on your podcast. I'm really happy. I'm glad you liked it. I have a question for you guys. What do you think will happen to Billy and Charlie's friendship when Bella and Edward get married? Since Billy is so concerned about Charlie when Bella first started dating Edward, I think he might like pass out if he comes to the wedding or something. Keep up the great work. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think he'll take anything out on Charlie. I don't think he'd go over there if Bella was, like, in town or anything like that. But I don't think that he'd stop heading out Charlie once Bella does whatever it is she does to make people think that she's gone. I wonder, since I don't think Bella's planning on telling Charlie, will Billy? No. I think he understands that it's not his place. I don't know, because they're, like, they're best friends. And Charlie was close to telling him in the beginning, if you read the thing from Jacob's point of view on Stephanie's website. Billy almost told Charlie to begin with. I, but I think that he's kind of realized that he's not supposed to. We don't still don't know how Bella's going to handle what's going to happen if she does turn. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to tell him from the marriage. I think that's not going to happen. But I feel like if she gets turned and she tells her parents that like she's dead, well, obviously not tells them, but makes them think she's dead, then it's not going to be like, oh, she's not actually dead. She's lying to you. But... I don't know. I don't think that he's the kind of person who would rat on her. I think he's kind of grown to accept it. I don't know, because, like, Billy and Bella were on good terms during Eclipse and New Moon when she came to visit all the time, but now, like, Jacob ran away, and I can't see Billy being too happy about it, and he knows that it's, like, not really Bella's fault, but Bella's the reason that he did it. Or I have to see... There must be a little animosity about it. Yeah, I guess I can see that, but I still don't... I feel like if he explained the vampires, he'd have to explain the werewolves. But don't you feel like if this guy came up... Like, even if it was, like, your best friend came up to you and was like, your daughter just married a vampire, you'd be like, I know you don't like this family. 
And I know that you want to badmouth them, but this is like ridiculous. I feel like that's going to be Charlie's response if he does try to say anything. Because he gets really mad when they talk about them. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be some way for him to prove it, though. Because, like, you could just be, like, walk up to one of the columns and, like, cut their finger off or something. And then realize it it goes back on. Like, I'm sure that they could prove it if they wanted to. I feel like if Billy went up to... Not Billy. If Charlie went up to Bella and was like, is your boyfriend a vampire? She would say, she would tell him. Yeah. I feel like that she would get the Collins in trouble if she told. Yeah. Only if the Volturi knew, though, unless they were, like, stalking the Collins and trying to trip them up on something, which is possible. No, but the Volturi read everything you've ever thought when you see them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but, like, it's not like they go chill with the Collins all the time, like... But they're going to come check and make sure she's a vampire at some point, so they're going to know she told. Oh, yeah. So if she tells, the Volturi going to know, and then she'll be in trouble. And it won't even be the Colin's trouble, it'll be her at that point, because she'll be a vampire, and it's her responsibility. So she'd just be getting herself in trouble. Good going. Exactly. Unless she actually does get a power where she can block out other people's power. Oh, uh, that's true. Anyway, so, also thank you to Bailey. Oh, should we do a song? We should. Duh. Okay, so this is gonna go to Shut Up and Let Me Go by the Ting Tings. So, also thank you to Bailey, Brenda, and Katie, Justine, Nadine, Kirsten, Katie, Becca, Ashley, Kathy, Carly, Brittany, Taylor, Louisa, Ariana, Casey, Paulo, Ashton, Mandy, Marissa, Lisa, Marie, Ali, Jenna, Kaylee, Bob, Sienna, Maggie, Adi, Chloe, Kira, Sylvia, MySpace user, Bella, Kim, Sydney, Lainey, Kylie, Alex, Nicole, Stephanie, Shelby, Mary, Zoe, Amanda, Gina, and Gabrielle. For sending in emails as well. That didn't go well at all. <laughs> no, but it was funny. <laughs> this is, I'm not very good at this. I should be fine. I'm glad I started this tradition. Yeah. <laughs> also, we'd like to wish our listener, Siobhan, a very happy birthday. Thanks, everybody. Thank you all. Alright, now we're going to go to Gail with the latest Twilight news. Thanks, Maddie. ComingSoon.net is running a poll to find out what is the most anticipated movie at Comic-Con this year. Go over to their website and show them what the Twilight community can do. Bite of Twilight has completed their Love Letter project, a compilation of 566 love letters to the cast characters of the Twilight movie has been printed and bound, and now they will be sending a copy to each actor. (laughs) 100% of the book is Gail writing to Jackson (laughs) Rath. What? (laughs) The official Twilight movie website has updated with the latest trailer and a brand new contest where fans can enter to win an official movie poster signed by the Twilight cast. I'm jealous. The Courier News in New Jersey, woo yay New Jersey, Jersey. is calling all Twilight fans. They are going to be featuring Twilight in their Super Summer Reading Club Summer Series of stories and would like to hear from some true Twilight fans. That was a tongue twister. Super Summer Reading Club Summer Series. Super Summer Reading Club Summer Series. I will punch you both. Why are we doing that? We're true Twilight fans in New Jersey. We're we totally Super Summer Reading Club Summer Series fans. Anyone who can send us a recording of themselves saying Super Summer Reading Club Summer Series ten times fast. Gets of stories. Don't forget of stories. <laughs> oh, of Super story. Summer Reading Club Summer Series with stories. Okay. You will get an air hug from Maddie. Stephanie updated her website with an exciting announcement. It reads... 
We only have a few days until the release of Breaking Dawn. To reward all of you for being so patient, I have confirmed exclusively with Entertainment Weekly one thing that happens in Breaking Dawn. And it will be posted at EW.com on Monday. As you all know, I'm against spoilers, but I know there is a desire for anything about the book. But please proceed to EW.com with caution. This is truly the only thing I'm comfortable with being out before August 2nd. So this is in no way gives anybody free reign to post spoilers. Let's keep the rest of the book secret. We can do it. Stuff. There was a special Twilight presentation at Comic-Con featuring Rob, Kristen, and Taylor this past week. Check out the Twilight Lexicon for great pictures and coverage of the event. Twilight Movie Merchandise is now available at a Hot Topic. Check out their online store to see the first t-shirt. That's all the news for this week. Thanks to the Twilight Lexicon for these stories. Thanks, Gaya. So what do you guys think of the news? The EW thing? Can we discuss that? Yes, please. So exciting. Awesome. I mean, it's obviously not going to be like, oh, she's definitely being a vampire, or yeah, she's definitely getting married. Because I feel like that's going to be a big mystery in the book. Yeah, I wonder what she'd be able to say that people... Like, obviously everyone wants to know everything, but like... If it's like Bella ties her shoes in the book, like that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But she doesn't want to give away anything huge, so. I think it's going to be something like Bella goes to university or something. Or like someone returns or something. Like a character. Ooh, that'd be back. a good one. Yeah. Like I think it might be that the Voltori, we're definitely going to see them again. Yeah. That would be an interesting thing to hear. I hope it's something good and not lameish. Yeah, because I'm really excited. Yeah. But then again, we only have to wait, like. Less than a week for the book. Hooray! But I, like, marked Monday on my calendar and stuff. Like, woo, Breaking Dawn spoiler release. But it's not a spoiler. And we don't approve of spoilers. And if anyone spoils us, I will eat your babies. So, the movie merchandise, as far as I could tell, on the Hot Topic website, was a t-shirt. And on the front of it, it says Twilight. And it's, like, the um, movie logo thing. And on the back, it says... I think it said, The Forbidden Fruit Tastes the Sweetest. JS, it was kind of cute, but I really hope they have more shirts. Yeah. Because I usually love, like, Hot Topic shirts, especially the movie ones, like Harry Potter and Nightmare Before Christmas and all yeah. of them. And so, if they come out with cute ones, definitely getting one. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, uh, I can make that for myself, and it's not going to be $20. <laughs> well, but, I, I don't know. I think it's definitely, it'd be something cute to wear to the release party if, for some reason, you don't own a Bloodsuckers yeah. t-shirt. Or you can, like, layer yeah, layer. Good idea. I approve yeah. of layering. Nothing like wearing three different shirts in one night. <laughs> so, you know, if you were to go to cafepress.com slash bloodsuckers, yeah. might be a good idea. And I got my shirts like five days earlier than they said they were coming. So It was crazy. I bet you can still get one. And let me tell you, they're super cute. If they anyone cute. buys them, let us know. We the pers- we have gotten an email in about someone who bought a t-shirt letting us know, so and thank you. We, we will send you our infinite love. <laughs> yes. Like super infinite. But that's not news. <laughs> so, uh, anything else interesting? Oh, can, I, can we discuss the Gale news? So, I watched a Kristen Stewart movie today. Um, I watched, what was it called? In the Land of Women or something? And... I gotta say, she was incredible. Really? She was so convincing as a character, and, like, she looked great. And I just, like, maybe it's because she was the teenager in the story, so, like, I sided with her. But, like, she was definitely a really good character, and I thought she did a really good job acting. And so, as much fun as I make of her on the show, I'm 
actually not upset that she's playing Bella now after watching the movie because I think that she did an incredible job. I really liked her in Into the Wild, so... Like, I haven't liked her so far in what we've seen, but we haven't seen that much, so... Yeah, like, she wasn't that big of a character in Into the Wild, but everyone go check out... What's it called? In the Land of Woman or something like that. It has Adam Brody in it, too, which is always an enjoyable plus. <laughs> so, check out the movie. She does a really good job, and I think you'll be a lot more excited to have her as Bella after seeing it. That's enough Gale news. Now, <laughs> now we're going to move on to our character to real profile discussion. discussion. <laughs> this week we're going to cheat, per usual, and talk about multiple characters. And Uh-oh. this week, the spotlight is on the Volturi, mainly the leaders, Aro, Marcus, and Caius, and their, one of their followers, Jane. Christina, drop some knowledge, give us some background info. Do You know I love dropping knowledge. Drop it. Everywhere. Oh, good. The Volturi are vampires in Italy who live what Edward described as a very civilized and educated lifestyle. Carlyle found them while on his own search for the truth behind his nature. The Italian vampires tried to cure Carlyle of his aversion to his natural food source, but they failed. Fail. Fail. Aro is one of the leaders of the Volturi and is exceptionally talented. His ability to read minds is much more complete as he can hear every thought you have ever had, but he needs to touch you in order to hear those thoughts. As one of the leaders of the Volturi, Caius was insistent that Bella not be allowed to leave Italy alive. When it was determined that Edward planned to change Bella, Caius was disappointed, but Arrow and assured him that they would try again to persuade them to join. Marcus lost his mate in a battle. That loss, over the centuries, turned him into the apathetic zombie he is today. When Marcus first encounters Bella and Edward, he's surprised by the intensity of their relationship. He shares this information with Aro mentally and never utters a single word. Jane is a prized member of the Volturi Guard. She can inflict pain with her thoughts. The Volturi had their eyes on Jane and her brother Alec, but were waiting until they were older to change them. When frightened humans burned them at the stake, Aro was forced to change them while they were still young. Alright guys, what do you think about the Volturi? I want to bring up one thing. What do you think, as a vampire, the powers you have are like an amplification of powers, quote quote, you have when you're a human? How was Jane's power something she had as a human? She must have been just like really, really good at like making people feel bad about themselves. Or maybe she'd think about pe- punching people in the face and then she'd proceed to punch people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was enough that people like burned her on the stake. So that's gotta be something. It's true. It's got, yeah. That's like a, a weird thing to have as a yeah. child, I would think. I would burn her on the stake, not gonna lie. <laughs> and also, Aro's... I don't, is it Aro or Arrow? Because we said it... Like I always said Arrow. I say Aro. I say Aro. Alright, well, I'm gonna say Aro, and Gail will say Arrow, so you can agree with one of us, and then punch one of us in the face when we're saying it wrong. Like Jane! <laughs> <laughs> and also, Aro's power... I could see Edward kind of being able to, like, read people, but being able to read people and everything they've ever been through or thought, like, that's kind of a weird thing to have. Dude, I am stepping away from Aro, like, 12 feet if I ever see him, just like, No, I think that the Aro power, actually, it could be similar to how he could read people, or just... In his former life, he was, like, a really good listener and, like, was there and could understand and had, like, a super good memory. 
and could like remember your past when you told him about it. I think that you're looking too literally for these powers meaning. I don't know because if you look about everyone else we have like Edward could like almost read people's mind and I know like some people that kind of have that where they can always tell what you're thinking and then there's people there are people out there that have like sort of premonitions and so that's Alice used to have visions so much that it got her thrown into an insane asylum and then Jasper was like overly charismatic that like they pointed out that it was probably something else so like these people if we're looking at the Collins as examples these people had to have something pretty intense to start out with and it was enough that they got like Jane's power was enough that they caught the attention of humans and and humans I think that hearing about that though I forgot about how um Alice had her power as a as a human too basically So maybe it was something Jane could do as a human, just not as, like, hardcore. That's so weird, because, like, you hear people that can, like, not read people's minds, but can kind of tell what people are thinking, and people that, like, get premonitions, and people that are, like, charismatic, but, like, people that can think and hurt people, that's not something you see normally. Another thing that I've always wondered is, Bella described Aro as, like, he looked like he was gonna break kind of and that like his skin would be chalky which makes me think he was like old when he got changed which kind of made me wonder like first of all do you guys think he was old and second of all if you were like really old and like close to death and you got changed into a vampire like vampires aren't supposed to have like injuries or anything wrong with them but they're also supposed to be like frozen as they were so what do you think happens when an old person gets turned, and do you think we see that in Aro? Well, I think that when an old person gets turned, I think that's definitely what happened with him, is that he's an older vampire. I don't think that you're going to be restored to full youthfulness, because I think that if you were to take like a 40-year-old woman and a 16-year-old woman and like get rid of all the 40-year-old's faults, like, their wrinkles and everything, they still wouldn't look young. Because you just, your face changes form. You just look different as you get older. So, I think that he would still look older. And I, I think that's just, like, uh, something we have to accept from Stephanie is the fact that, like, he's got, like, this bad skin, almost. Because vampires are supposed to be perfect. So he should still be, like, absolutely beautiful with perfect skin. And I think Stephanie was just doing that to show that he was an older vampire, and I don't think that it was on purpose. It kind of makes me wonder, do vampires, like, all get changed a certain amount? Because, like, James is described like he was ugly when he was a human, so he turned into a moderate-looking vampire. And so I'm guessing that Edward was, like, relatively attractive when he was young, and then he turned into a really hot vampire? Or, like, and Rosalie was, like, gorgeous to begin with, so now she's, like, insanely gorgeous. So if you took, like, an old, decrepit person, and then they got fixed, like, that certain vampire amount, like, would they still be old and ugly, just, like, not as No, I don't think it's, like, a set scale. I think it's just, they, I think that being a vampire fixes certain things. Like, it fixes your skin, it gets rid of your wrinkles, it gets rid of any illness, and it intensifies your beauty. So I don't think... That it's like, oh, you go from this scale to this scale. I think it's like, it fixes your crooked nose. It fixes this. It just fixes everything that's wrong. So, yeah, I don't think that it's like, oh, he got 5% hotter. She got 5% hotter. See, I think that they just get changed enough. Like, just enough to attract humans. I don't know, because if someone was 
I'm sure like Edward or Jasper and them were already attractive when they were young. So like they already like Jasper already attracted people like he was charismatic and cute. Attracted me. <laughs> and so it wasn't like he needed to be more attractive. And just in general, they don't really need to be attractive because they can just kill people. Mm. So do you guys have any favorite scenes with Volturi? I actually do this time. It's crazy. All those scenes you've had with <laughs> All them. two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one um, where they show up at during Eclipse, like after the fight, and Jane's just like, Oh, it's over? Darn. I was, I was looking forward to that. And Edward's like, Yeah, I know. Kind of took care of it. She's like, Darn. And they're acting all, like, cool about it while Bella's all, like, freaking out and stuff. I thought that was funny. My favorite scene is when Arrow first tries to read Bella's mind and he can't. Yeah, I kind of like that scene in general because he's, like, all cool and calm and you kind of want to trust him. But then you know he's, like, not trustworthy because Edward, the way Edward's acting towards him. But I'm not going to lie, I don't really have any favorite scenes with Volturi because they kind of scare me. <laughs> I don't like being yeah. scared. I just, like, I'm not a fan of the Volturi part of the book in general. Like, I think it's interesting, and I think it was a good thing to have in New Moon because it got everything going. But, like, the idea of them coming back, and, like, what I said before about having the book revolve around them, I just don't want that because, like, I think they're interesting, I think that they're cool, but not so much. I would really love for, to have them in the next book because just like all of like vampire lore i love that kind of stuff see that's the difference like i don't like the fantasy aspects of twilight i try to treat it as like a non-fiction book i try to do it as much as i can knowing that it's vampires <laughs> but and, like i realize that sounds ridiculous but yeah and so i so i don't like the volturi it accidentally turns into that in my head oh i know a good mechanic wait <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before, seriously. In general, I love, like, fantasy books, and I love the fantasy universes of things, so I really like hearing about, like, people like the Volturi. Instead of our usual scene of the week segment, we're going to take this time to discuss the most recent Breaking Dawn quotes released by Stephanie Meyer. Gail, would you read the first one to us? Surely. This one's a long one. The first one is super long, so you have to hold on while I read it. Okay. You might want to go get a snack. Yeah, <laughs> and the quote is by Edward, and it's, oops. I'm annoyed with Stephanie Meyer about this. I know. It's like, seriously, that's it? it no, it's a good quote, though, because like when you actually stop and think about it, you got to wonder what he's oopsing about. Like, I figure when it comes down to it, it's going to be like... It's definitely not going to be a big deal, because if it were like, oops, I just drank all of Bella's blood, like, you wouldn't say oops, you'd be like, it's... <laughs> insert curse word here <laughs> <laughs> or but i think it i think the other thing we could think about from it though would be like the volturi show up and he turns to bella and laughs and goes oops and then like he goes into action but edward's not the one to joke at a time of problem yeah so i can't he's not very funny it's probably just like ooh, i drank all the bella soda not blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> my b so yeah first awesome quote all right Next one, please. Tra -la -la. Like Next one's from Renee, and it's Alice wouldn't let us do anything else. Every time we tried, she all but ripped our throats out. Probably wedding planning. Yeah, more wedding. Probably. <laughs> Definitely. I'm done with wedding. <laughs> I know. So that must be um when they're at the wedding. I'm thinking someone's like, oh, 
did you do this? And she's like, no, we did was this. Alice wouldn't let us do anything else. Yeah, because um, why else would Alice and Renee be talking to each other? Next one, please. Edward says, do you want me to sing to you? I'll sing all night if it will keep the bad dreams away. Uh, I definitely see that being a future Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. I, I know. think I just vomited so my cute. mouth a little. That was adorable. <laughs> like, okay, so do we think the bad dreams are, like, the same ones she's been having? I would assume so. Because she's not a vampire yet. So. Yeah, if she's dreaming. She's still sleeping. Yep. It's a good quote, though. I like so that. So cute. So cute. I, like, died a little when I read it. I'm like, Edward, you can sing to me. <laughs> you can keep my bad dreams away. So, Gail, the next quote. Rosalie says, over my pile of ashes. Haha, <laughs> so punny. <laughs> I kind of like that one, though. I think it was a good choice because it's obviously something that they're going to ask her to do involving Bella. She doesn't seem to be that opposed to anything on this earth other than Bella. Yeah, I guess so. Or she's, like, arguing with someone. Yeah. But I think that Bella wouldn't be there if she was just arguing with someone. I think that to keep up appearances, Rosalie would try to be calm and collected in person, and then if someone's thrown out behind a shed. Yeah, you'd see her being like that. Next one says, is by Edward, and he says, You look so guilty, like you've committed a crime. To Jasper or Bella? Oh, I was thinking Bella because... Or Alice. First, Edward would know if they looked guilty, like, why they looked guilty, because he can read everyone's mind but Bella. Oh, yeah. True. And second, because Bella's a terrible liar and always, like, lets her emotions show on her face. So it'd be something. Whereas the vampires are all good at looking calm and just, like, keeping up appearances. That's a good point. I just think it'd be more interesting if it were someone else. But I wonder what she did to feel guilty about. Hmm. Maybe it's something to do with the wedding, like, inviting Billy or something. And then he'll just, like, right before they get married, she's like, how do I look? And he's like, you look guilty. Like, you just committed a crime, and she's like, I invited Billy. Yeah. Wine, wine, wine. I think it's going to involve Jacob at one point or another. Yeah, I feel like it's about Jacob that she would be guilty about. True. Yeah. But if she felt guilty about inviting him, it's like Edward already invited him, so it's not like he's going to be mad. Yeah. I think it's just has something to do with maybe hearing news about him or, I don't know, something. Definitely something. Definitely. I think that's what we can conclude with these quotes. Just definitely something. <laughs> it's definitely about something. I think it's going to be in Breaking Dawn. It's either about <laughs> werewolves or, or vampires. vampires. Maybe about humans. <laughs> but probably I'm vampire really excited werewolves. I'm for, like, in the next book to be like, OMG, there's actually, like, Witches. Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're making sense, want to go to the next one? The I'd next love one. to. Sam Yuli says, This is not something our treaty anticipated. This is a danger to every human in the area. Da da da! Voltori, right? I don't know. Because why wouldn't there. I don't know what the Volturi could be doing that the treaty wouldn't anticipate. Because it's not like the Volturi weren't known at the time of the treaty. And just, in, just to generally say real fast, I was like kind of mad about these quotes so far. Because like some of them are cute. But I was reading the Eclipse quotes, like, from before, because I wasn't a fan then, but she did this before with Eclipse, and it was, like, all of the quotes, not all of them, but a lot of them were, like, significant quotes, like, from Jacob or about Jacob, about, like, their relationship and that sort of thing, and, like, pretty revealing quotes, and I felt like these were all just, like, funny or cute 
and it was like, oh, that's nice, but useless. And this one, it's just like, oh my gosh, something is gonna happen, and it's gonna be huge. Cloverfield Monster! No, the next... No, the next quote is Jacob. We have to get off the island. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go back we for Bella. <laughs> Alright, but what do we think this is about? Because, like, I honestly think it could be, like, the Volturi showing up to check on them. Or what? What does the treaty say exactly that they can't cross each other and they can't harm the Collins can't harm anyone. Yeah, it's the Collins can't harm anyone. I don't think their treaty anticipated like a wedding with other vampires there. But it wouldn't exactly be a danger to every human in the area. Yes, it is. How? If other vampires are there? Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, I could see them being like, "Oh, this is a danger to every human." Them them being like, "No, it's not." They're like uh, like talking about the Denali coven, being like, "Oh, this isn't a danger because." They don't eat humans either, but then the werewolves being like, well, blah 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 Or if the Volturi showed up, they can be like, this was not in our treaty, and they really would be a danger. Well, if it's not in their treaty, then it definitely seems like a loophole. Yeah. Major Maybe there's more than one. Because it's not like they didn't know the Volturi existed. And the Volturi have been around before. And I have to think... But No, no, but they're, they, they're not mentioned in a treaty, though, so it's still a loophole. It doesn't matter if they knew they existed. It isn't but the Colin saying it, it's Sam Yuley. What could possibly have happened that they would be freaking out like that? Because it's like, we've already had 20 newborn vampires come attack Forks. What could possibly be worse? No, it's not that it's worse. It's them having guests over, like we said, and then... Him being like, I don't like that you've got all these guests here. There's nothing in our treaties saying that you can have guests. Or even having vampires in the push, because the only vampires that aren't allowed there are the Cullens. Yeah, so like the Denali's go chill at the reservation. Exactly. Oh yeah, or like cut through there, getting lost on the way to the wedding. I wonder what area they're talking about, because I was just assuming Forks, but I guess that doesn't have to be. Yeah, I'm excited for that part. Must be interesting. Alright, so I have to go, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye! Now we're going to move on to our next segment, entitled Swoonworthy, Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. Christina, can you tell us what our quote is this week? This week's adorable Edward quote is, What if I'm not the superhero? What if I'm the bad guy? And that is from Twilight, page 92. Here's a small excerpt, and they're talking about Bella still doesn't know that he's a vampire yet, so she's trying to guess. That's not very creative, he scoffed. I'm sorry, that's all I've got, I said, miffed. You're not even close, he teased. No spiders? Nope. And no radioactivity? None. Dang, I sighed. Kryptonite doesn't bother me either, he chuckled. You're not supposed to laugh, remember? He struggled to compose his face. I'll figure it out eventually, I warned him. I wish you wouldn't try, he was serious again. Because... What if I'm not a superhero? What if I'm the bad guy? He smiled playfully, but his eyes were impenetrable. It's a weird quote, but it's cute. Yeah. I like it. Now we're going to go to A-Ray's cheesy vampire joke of the week, except A-Ray's not here. And this week, it's Nina's cheesy vampire joke of the week. Oh, Christina. Let's hear it. Hey, Maddie. Yeah? Where do vampires go to water ski? Where? Lake Erie! Ha 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 ha! You get, get it? Because vampires are scary. 
supposedly, Sugar and like and eerie. it's eerie. Ha 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 ha. All right. If you'd like to send in a submission for A-Ray's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week, please email it to us at bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com. If we use it in the next show, we'll call it Your Name Here's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. Zomji. All right. So, before we go to our next segment, just wanted to throw out a couple announcements and stuff. Just to remind you guys, we have t-shirts for sale. We said Not before. sure if you've heard. Not sure if you heard, but we have t-shirts. Promise. You know, fun to wear to midnight parties and such. Or Any just hypothetical general... midnight party scenario, even if it's not about Twilight. <laughs> or just any party in general. Any parties would be great. You'll for... be the coolest one at the party. So, if you want to get a t-shirt, you can get those at cafepress.com slash bloodsuckers. We also have stickers for sale now. Hooray! With a new design by our listener, Lainey. Sticker so, your friends! Yeah. So, go check that out. All the money goes to help make the show better. Also, this weekend, for the Breaking Dawn release, we're going to be at the Mount Laurel Library in New Jersey at 1 o'clock until 3 o'clock. So, we'll be, like, leading some discussions and stuff. So, if you want to check that out. If you're in the area. It's going to be a fun party. Awesome. And then, later that night... At 9.30, we're going to be at the Borders in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And we'll be there for the midnight party. And that'll be awesome as well. So if you are there and want to come talk to us, just come and find us. Christina will be dressed up like a werewolf. And it'll so be fantastic. you should be able to find her. She'll be very fuzzy. I'm going to be wearing an ugly black wig. I'll probably be the one who's dying of heat stroke and being carted <laughs> off by an ambulance. <laughs> so if you want to say hi to her at the hospital, <laughs> that'd be cool. Drop some flowers. That would be swell. If you want to come say hi to any of us, that'd be awesome. We'll hang out. Promise. You know, get coffee. It'll be cool. Just to remind you guys, if you vote for us at podcastalley.com, that'd be awesome. I think we were number 26. You guys are great. We moved up two spaces. Hooray! And if we get into top 10, we'll be on their website. And so everyone will know about the podcast, and it'll be great. And also, we moved up to the number three Twilight podcast on iTunes. You guys are awesome. You've been reviewing. Keep those reviews. You can vote on Podcast Alley every month. And the voting resets every month, so if you do that, that would be great. iTunes, your vote, not your vote, your review stays there forever. And so, you know, once you say that we're awesome, everyone will know. Forever. So that's it for announcements. Alright, we're going to end the show with the song of the week, where we pick a song that reminds us of Twilight and talk about it. Christina, what's the song for this week? As you heard in the intro, this week's song is Sorrow by Flyleaf which was suggested by Stephanie from Pennsylvania. We're going to play the song in the background as we discuss so you guys can hear it. Alright, so, Christina, what about this song reminds you of Twilight? The verse, familiar breath of my old lives changed to colors in my eyes. Like, after he goes hunting and stuff, stuff, his eyes, like, change colors. Like, whenever he's thirsty or the vampires in general. Well, and sometimes life seems too quiet into paralyzing silence, like the moonless dark meant to make me strong. Um, that reminds me of just the vampires, like how they live kind of, not a silent life, but just kind of like how they live for eternity, and I'm guessing it gets kind of boring, and that they can only come out in the dark. Um, the, I suppose it's the chorus because it repeats a lot, 
Sorrow lasts through this night, I'll take this piece of you and hold for all eternity. For just one second I felt whole as he flew right through me. It's kinda like once Edward changes Bella into a vampire, like takes her possibilities of being a human from her, they'll, they'll be together for like ever for eternity. When Stephanie sent this in, she said it reminded her of Jacob, and this is the part that really reminded me of Jacob, how he had Bella for, like, all of New Moon, and so it was like he thought that they were going to be together for eternity, but then, like, as soon as Edward came back, she was just gone, not, like, physically, but he wasn't, he didn't, she didn't belong to him anymore. And the lines, left alone with only reflections of the memory, reminds me of New Moon, how she feels like totally abandoned, well, she is totally abandoned by Edward, and like all she has is her memories because like nothing else is left because he took it all away. And also about Jacob, he knew each tear before it came, soon he will perforate the fabric of the peaceful by and by. It also reminds me of Jacob because... Like, he started to know her so well. Like, how he would know that she doesn't like music and she doesn't like hearing about the Collins. But, like, he was working to, like, fix it. And so he was kind of, like, breaking through, like, the shields that she had set up for herself. Um, the last three words, joy will come. Like, it's kind of a simple sentence, but it kind of, like, reminds me of Edward and Bella's future. Like, they're gonna. Well, hopefully, they'll get married and, like, be with each other forever. And it's like, there's going to be a happier future for them, hopefully. No matter everything that they've been through. The lines, and we kiss each other one more time and sing this lie that's halfway mine. The sword is slicing through the question, so I won't be fooled by his angel light. It reminds me of the part in Eclipse where Jacob kisses Bella, because it's kind of like they were cutting through the lie that she was telling herself that she didn't love him. And while she didn't love him as much as he, she loved Edward, his angel light wasn't distracting her from the truth anymore that she did love Jacob, but just not as much. Well, that's it for our show this week. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com or visit our blog at bloodsuckerspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace at myspace.com slash bloodsuckerspodcast, and you can join our Facebook group. Please remember to give us a rating on iTunes and to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Thanks for listening. I'm Maddie. I'm Christina. Make sure to tune in next week. Bye! Bye. Goodbye.
piercing silence Like the moonless dark Meant to make me strong